Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Joining us now from Britain is the British icon Maria Friedman, who is an extraordinary artist herself. Uh, she is a singer. She is a fantastic director. She's just extremely well-regarded, been nominated for many, many Olivier Awards, and she is bringing to Stanford an evening called Maria Friedman and Friends Legacy, a musical theater review which is a tribute to Michelle Legrand, Marvin Hamlish, and Stephen Sondheim. And it's going to be uh, at the Palace Theater in Stanford on Saturday, September 24th at 7.30 p.m. It is a gala evening, no intermission. It begins at 6.15 and ends at 10.30, where there will be cocktails, a concert, and a post-concert reception. And it aims to be a terrifically important evening, a big fundraiser, and a lot of fun. Maria Friedman, welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show today. Hello. 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 How lovely to be with you. So, first of all, I would be remiss if I didn't say, what is happening right now in London with the Queen? What's it like there? We're getting nonstop, wall-to-wall, 24-hour oh, coverage. Oh, my word. I mean, I literally, it's so moving. We have, like, 12 deep um, people right along the route, uh, you call it a route, um, and we've just all been sitting as a family watching her coffin um, being taken through our beautiful city um, with, I mean, the one thing we do incredibly in this country is the kind of ceremony. Um, it's somber but joyous and beautiful and so incredibly organized. And that she's now in the church, and there are about a hundred little choir boys singing their hearts out mm. to her. I just cannot imagine what it's like for those, for the family to have to be dealing with their grief at the same time as being so public. Yeah. It's, um, and I saw it's that quite, they, a, quite a thing. And I saw that the hearse was illuminated from within. I've never seen that before, a custom hearse, so that you could see that her she coffin de- was in there. She designed that. She did? She designed that. Yes, she designed that because she, she always thought about the people, what they would want, wow. and never knowing what time it was going to be. I mean, it's a long journey. She knew that it would be going through dusk and there would be people waiting and they wouldn't see. So she, she yes, that was her idea. Rather um, brilliant. The beauty, Rather brilliant. Yeah, the beauty of what she's been on now is she's just been on a cart pulled by a horse mm. because it's all back to the basics when mm-hmm. she was inaugurated it was the most incredible gold um gold carriage bejeweled carriage and now it's just literally back to the uh, a simple wooden cart with a, a beautiful simple wooden coffin and then a crown a purple crown with probably the biggest diamond i've ever seen in my life on it twinkling away wow. um 
uh, quite quite incredible and all her children behind and then the grandchildren behind and all sorts of military processions and brass bands and really quite incredible but she is she 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 it's like I can't explain it because she's been alive you know and running being this extraordinary extraordinary role model for I think the world in terms of just how she she navigated that incredible public life with such integrity mm-hmm. and humility um and you just could rely on her and I, so i think we all feel like the most reliable thing in our crazy country at the moment like all our crazy countries has sort of gone and we're a little bit out to sea <laughs> it feels it feels quite um yeah, it feels like a very different time without her. I, I think Charles will do a, a beautiful job. He's a kind man and thoughtful. Um, but uh, but certainly, my goodness, there's a there's a great big queen shaped gap in all our lives now. Yeah, and you know the 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 quintessentially British, you know, stiff upper lip, keep and carry on. What you know, mm. I tell you the truth. We go through periods in our time where that seems to be sometimes a little cold or a little off or a little unsympathetic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But right now, mm-hmm. it feels so right to me to have that attitude about so many things, Maria Friedman. It, something about that, the, res- think, the restraint, yeah. the self-restraint, the consideration for others, the internal yeah. resilience yeah. that that really shows, I think that that really I, I, is I, an important role model for us. I think it is, and it's so interesting because the stiff upper lip kind of makes one feel, did she care, did she mind? She minded so much. Mm -hmm. But I think you have to put yourself, she was very good at putting herself in other people's shoes. She'd got such a sense of history and how difficult times will pass. She was a healer, somebody who brought people together. She She wanted always to put the best foot forward and I think a lot of the kind of reactive stuff and the emotional incontinence you might see where people are just sort of, you know, like almost sort of, not indulging, but sort of really going going with the kind of full throttle emotion. Imagine if she had to do that with prime minister after prime minister. And, because everyone came once a week to her to ask about difficult things in their life. And apparently she would just sit down listen and give the most sage, not advice, but ideas mm. that they could go back and ruminate, which had a sense of the history, a sense of, you know, we've been through wars, we've been through, and now we've been through pandemics. And she, you know, she, she was famous for saying, we'll meet again and we mm-hmm. will all be here together again. And I, I, you know, I, I, I think she, she gave us a real sense of things do get better. We can get past these things if we stay tight. And and I think, yes, a, a modicum of um, control, um, but it, I think she felt deeply about things mm-hmm. um, and thought deeply about things. She was quite incredible. Yeah, quite incredible. I saw Bar- Boris Johnson speaking about how he reflected that just two days prior to her death, he had seen her, mm-hmm. and she was, he said, so bright and so focused. And yeah. You know, yeah. even though he could see that she was sick, and no one has said what she was sick with, Maria Friedman. Do we know? Do you know? I don't think we ever will. I think that's one of the things. Uh, I, not certainly not for a while. 
Um, it happened so suddenly. There's a lot of speculation that maybe it was a heart attack or a stroke because it literally just happened. Boom. Um, yes, she was old at 96, but she, as we say, she was, um, you know, getting saying goodbye to one prime minister, getting one mm-hmm. back in again, and all within 48 hours she was gone. So I don't think... I don't think she got herself all dressed up, ready to do that, mm-hmm. knowing that it was minutes to go. I think it must have been something. But I, nobody knows. No, we don't know. Mm. We don't know. So Maria Friedman... But I'm happy it was fast. Yeah, yes. me too. Me, and I'm happy that she had her mind. I, that, to oh, me, you know... Me we, too. Right? I mean, to me, you know, yes. um, I always say to God, you know, take my body before my mind, right? It's going to mm-hmm, be one or mm-hmm. the other. But I really want to be me when I go. And she was. She yes, was very think, much herself. Yes, I think being you to the very last minute is, is a gift. It's a gift. It? it truly Mind is. You, if you don't, if the mind's gone, you don't know, do you? So, <laughs> or, or other people have already mourned you. You've already been gone to them. Yeah, you've been gone. You've been gone. Exactly. We're, we're going through that actually with my father-in-law, and it's so painful. Terrible. It's so painful. Yeah. And I, my heart goes out to anybody out there who's going through it as a family member. Because you do lose somebody before yeah. before they've gone. Right. Yeah. We're chatting with Maria Friedman. Maria, I, I do want to give yeah. you a chance to talk about <laughs> coming to Stanford next week. Um, I, I, I mean, after all, I'd love to talk to you about anything at any time, particularly with that beautiful accent. But, um, uh-huh. but you are coming, and you've put together this fabulous concert, which will be a benefit for the Stanford Palace. Why mm. Michelle Legrand, Marvin Hamlish, and Stephen Sondheim as a grouping? Well... Well, it was very. Stephen Sondheim was um, a lifelong friend of mine. Um, I started working with him in my early 20s. And I was working with him putting together the show that I'm bringing over it to New York with Daniel Radcliffe and uh, Jonathan Groff and um, Lindsay Mendez in Merrily We Roll Along. By the way, he, by the way I, can't, yes. I must interrupt you. I have to get tickets. My daughter and you I are complete theater crazy <laughs> aficionados. Where can we get tickets now to see Merrily We Roll Along? Can we get tickets yet? I think it goes on sale on the 29th of September and get in there fast. If not, call me because um, I think they're going to go fast. Um, because of these incredible people, but also it was the, it was the version that Stephen um, sometime wanted in New York because you know it has a history. Anybody who knows Merrily We Roll Along had a history of not always being a great. Oh, did I just lose you, Maria? You there? Oh no, she just went away, Maria. I hope you call back. I hope it isn't one of these conversations where she doesn't know. Wait, here she is. Good. Sometimes I blab on and on, and I don't even know I've lost the connection. There you are. Good. I'm so glad you recognized you lost the connection. Can you? Now we can hear you. Thank goodness. Yes. Maria, you there? You're back. We're back. Thank you. Yes. Excellent. Yes, you're back on the air. You're on the air. And you're telling us about Merrily We Roll Along. Go ahead. You suddenly just cut me off and said I can't speak anymore. Who said that? Who said that? Here I am. Okay, thank you. Thank Um, you. So anyway, so, um, yes. So we were going to do, um, so we did it in London and it won all the awards you can possibly win. And um, and so Steve said, let's do it in New York. So that's what we're doing. We're doing it and we open in November at the New York Theatre Workshop. And uh, so during the, the legacy thing is a concert that I did in London, which um, was a huge success. And it actually happened because... When Steve died, I didn't want to kind of own him. I didn't want to do that thing where people suddenly fly in and do 
um, you know, a, 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 a tribute to, because she meant more than that. And I was thinking, what do these extraordinary people leave behind? They leave their music. And the three main uh, composers that I spent most of my life working with were certainly Stevens Online, um, the people who had passed away, and Michelle Legrand, who was a great friend of mine, and Terry Hamlish is putting on the show for me, and then, um, or suggested bringing the show, and then Michelle Legrand. So those, these were three amazing composers that I was privileged enough to work with. And as I'm a woman who's now in her 60s, um, and during the pandemic, I saw all these young, wonderful talents having absolutely nowhere to work. They were graduating into nothing, no industry. Um, I picked them up and put them in my show. And they work with me on a, as a director and as a singer, and we explore repertoire that suits them. And then I kind of hand over the baton of this extraordinary music that must be put in young people's mouths and souls so that it continues. I understand um, that you're having some Staples players, very talented yes. people that were in a chorus line. I saw that production at Staples of a chorus line. I also saw the 1984 mm-hmm. production with Donna McKechnie and Priscilla Lopez. and everybody. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm a yeah. real theater yeah. person, Maria. You're talking to somebody who adores Great. theater, okay? And so Great. I and I go to as many Staples productions as I can possibly see. The people that you're going to be working with from Staples players, they're they're unbelievably talented. I'm sure all the kids are. I'm so excited. But they're just inc- so, um, yes, I think unbelievable. Yes, five schools. I think there are five, five, five colleges that I'm working with, and then we're taking um, uh, a selection from all of them. And then I think there are several um, young people from the community as well who are going to be singing and bits of the choir and everything. So it really is about making music, sharing music, sh- um, uh, and, and, and just celebrating new talent that it's very difficult to get a start in our industry. We have to... You hold each other's hands and make a community and help people along and give them every opportunity. So um, that's really what we're doing. Is it going to be like a cabaret evening where the people who sing inhabit to some extent the role of the original performer? Yes. Okay. Lovely. Um, I think rather than the original performer, no. I mean the the original original them. That's what I mean. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. 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 So whatever whatever they can bring Mm -hmm. that makes it it unique i mean that's the that's the beauty of of talent isn't it you can't really you can't it's it's not um tangible but you know when something is extraordinary you can't put your finger on it you go wow and that's what i'm really looking to explore and show show the your your community um this new group of people and then at the top uh, along with that is is share some of the um wonderful personal stories that i have from working with Stephen Sondheim and Marvin Hamlish and Michelle Legrand. Um, some, of the, some of the reasons why they were as brilliant as they are um, uh, and what they've left us. And just, I hope, celebrate just a really celebratory, uh, joyous evening of great music making. Oh, it sounds um, marvelous. But, but, it just sounds yeah, fantastic. Yeah, y- young and old, young and old. So um, there is some... Yeah, so it would be me and some uh, sort of middle mid aged people and some very young ones. So it would be it would be really exciting and um, and lots of us. So it should be quite thrilling. Some of the harmonies we've got and um, yeah, I, I, I'm very proud of the show and I, I I'm looking forward to sharing it. 
Marvin Hamlish died too young. He was too young. Oh, my goodness. Right? Right, yeah. I mean, maybe they all did. Even, even Stephen Sondheim. But Maria Friedman, I want to thank you very much for being with us. And um, the, the gala is going to be at the Palace Theater Saturday, September 24th at 7.30 p.m. It features the music of Marvin Hamlish, Michelle Legrand, and Stephen Sondheim. And it promises to be a great concert with a lot of our local young people from various schools that are going to participate and sing and show you their great talent. And Maria Friedman calling us back from London. Hey, welcome back, Maria. Thanks for calling. Hi. You can speak. You can speak for the moon, but it doesn't seem like I'm having much less than that. I know. It's, it's... I keep getting cut off. I'm so sorry, everyone. It must, must be very annoying. Well, I'm sorry. No, no we, I, we love no hearing your voice. Happening. That's okay. We love hearing your voice. <laughs> you know, Maria Friedman, I want to ask you something. You say you were friends with hmm. Marvin Hamlish, and I gather yes. you also, Stephen Sondheim also. Mm, what what mm. is? Can you just give us an anecdote or something about the collaboration with these great composers that sticks out absolutely. when you think about them? Yes, absolutely, I can. Um, well, uh, Marvin Hamlish uh, was a man of extraordinary integrity, um, and uh, I've I'm a I've had cancer twice, which I'm very very lucky to be one of the, you know, one of the survivors. Um, but uh, people will know out there when when you, when you're sick, um, things disappear. Particularly in our industry, the entertainment industry, it sort of all evaporated while I was unwell. Mm. But Marvin Hamlish, um, he uh, he, I had to phone him up to say I couldn't do a series of concerts, and he said, "What can you sing?" I said, "Yes." He said, well, "Let's do it then." So I was like, "Okay," um, and then I had to phone him up again and say, uh, "Marvin." You know, I told you that I've got. I've had chemo. I had literally I had no hair, and I um and I said, listen, I'm going to be wearing a wig, so don't be don't be worried. I'm really okay. I'm going to be wearing a wig. The next week, I broke my leg oh, in no. three places. Oh. yep. And I was coming to Washington, and um, to sing with him, and uh, I had to. I said, Marvin, uh, you know, I said that I'm going to be wearing a wig, and I'm not very well. Well, I've also now broken my leg in three places. He said. For goodness sake, pull yourself together. <laughs> he said, can you sing? And I said, yes, I can sing. So he said, right, let's do the concert. So off I go. Uh, we have to get visas. I had to get an O-1 visa to get over into Washington to do, to, to do the concert. And my visa hadn't turned up. So he said, get on the plane. I'll sort it out. When you get off the plane, it's absolutely going to be fine. Um, we, we will have sorted it. Um he was he's he has played for every president that's ever been so at the time the obamas were in the white house um and i don't know who he called but when i got to passport control there were like six people really kind of like you know how unfriendly most passport control places mm. are they're, they're pretty scary there was these guys that were guns and everything and, they, and this guy said to me how come you're so important that you get an O one? Because mm. O one stands for an alien of extraordinary importance, I think, or something. Wow. Anyway, so I said, and I said, um, I, I don't think I'm that important. He said, Well, why do you get an O one? I said, Well, he said, What do you do? I said, I'm I'm a singer. And he went, Oh my word, you're not Susan Boyle. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. 
from uh, what's its name? From Simon, what's his name? From Simon Cowell, what was the name of that yes, show? That's right. Right. I, I mean, I, I promise you, I promise you, I'm blonde. I'm, I, I'm, I, I don't look anything like. But the word singer and English at that point equaled Susan Boyle. Anyway, he had managed to get me uh, a visa, um, but. What I can't explain to you is the integrity. Most people wouldn't go through all that mm. for somebody, you know, just so that they could sing their songs. But the thing is, when you find when you find a musician like Marvin, who I think the commonality between Marvin, Michelle Legrand, and Stephen Sondheim is that music literally gave them a life, saved them. They, it gave them a huge purpose. And I'm the same. Music gave me a real purpose. Um, and so when you when you meet those people, and it's not just a job. It's a it's pretty well every part of your insides. Um, it, that that, it, that he he was just first of all funny. They're all three of them incredibly funny people, but but loyal. But Michelle stood out, you know, as as one of the most loyal people I've ever met in my life. Um, and uh, and was just such fun to work with. He loved food. He was always on some diet or other. And um, and so he'd take you to a restaurant, make you eat all the desserts on the menu, just a spoon of each, just to say what it tasted like, so he could imagine it. <laughs> wow. He was and generous, and you know, just always, always picking up the bill for people and looking out for them, caring about them. And Stephen Sondheim, I think, um, I'm trying to think of, I mean, there's so many a- anecdotes uh, that I can think of. I mean, come and see the show and there'll be lots of, of great Can't ones, wait. personal ones. But um, the, uh, the thing about him was, it, again, they shared this, the curiosity about life. So when you were in their presence, you felt alive and and that things mattered and there was always questioning and exploration and then and then you start to do the work which is the music and sort of everything makes sense when you're when you've got somebody you know on on the piano who wrote the stuff who knows how it goes um you know you must read uh, you must read jesse uh is it jesse lewis you must read the new autobiography of mary rogers which is called shy it's, um, I love Mary Rogers. Well, you got to read Adam it. Adam Gettle's one of my best friends in the world. Is that right? Uh, well, he's yeah. all over the book, obviously, yeah. her son. You have Maria course, Friedman. Yeah. You must read the book. I am I will. loving it. I'm two-thirds through. I read like 10 pages a night because I'm savoring it because each page mm-hmm. has so much to it. But she wrote it with Jesse Lewis, the uh, Broadway theater critic for the New York Times. And he has half a page of footnotes after every page that she writes. And that's why it took eight wow. years after her death for the book to come out. You, Maria, wow. you must get the book. It's already out of its I'm first printing. Get it. So you're going to have to like sign up online. You but, have to get it. But you know when you see Merrily We Roll Along, there's a character called Mary, and I think you might see that there's been a little bit of, uh, a, a little bit of love poured into that from Mary Rogers. That's what I um, heard. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, because um, they were best friends. I knew her very well. Did yep. you? Absolutely. Oh, wow. Yep. She yep. sounded like yep. an extraordinarily was... funny, fabulous human being. Oh, fabulous. she was funny. And all these people knew how to live as well. You know, they, 
they they relish Jesse Lawrence. Green. Relish. Jesse Green, not Jesse yeah. Lewis. I keep saying Jesse Green, Jesse Green. Uh, oh, Jesse yeah. Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm definitely going to order the book. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Well, and then, of course, yeah. Tell me. Remember the songs? We've got these amazing songs from Chorus Line. Yes. And, and from Sunday in the Park with George. Yes. And um, Wimbledon Won't Mind. And, amazing, uh, you know, Michelle Legrand wrote 500 film scores while he was alive. I love The Summer um, of 42. So, that was one of my favorites, yeah, The Summer Knows. Oh, I love that song. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. So, so this show, the, the show will be full of things the way we were beautiful songs and and this is all thanks to my beautiful friend terry hamlish and russell who is the um uh, we call them um the conductor but i think you, you call it what do you call it the maestro of the yes. symphony orchestra there yes um so uh, um thanks to them they came over and todd maria uh, we have the, to wrap the, um, up we're coming to the top okay. of the hour we're going to say goodbye to your come, voice come this is to your voice okay. singing maria friedman thank you so much We'll be back with more of the Lisa Wexler Show coming right back. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to Amazon.com slash news ad free. That's Amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at Lisa at LisaWexler.com.